0: When you see it as an adult, you see the logic behind it. You're more aware of it. And when you're more aware and you see how it logically makes sense to not be concerned with that past event and and you understand the emotional association, then you're able to break free from it and it no longer controls you. Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. My name is Steph Ganowski, and as a men's coach, I'm on a mission to help men prioritize themselves, take ownership over their challenges, set boundaries in their relationships, and much more, all while adding a female touch and perspective. I hope this podcast helps you. We need you men, and as a woman, I'm rooting for you. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you and reminding you of how impactful your beliefs are when it comes to your external experiences and reality. So what happens is a lot of guys feel like, a lot of guys will experience something over and over. You know, maybe it's with a woman where it's like, all right, women are always asking me questions that make me feel uncomfortable, therefore women are pushy. And because they feel uncomfortable experience after experience after experience, they create this belief of women are pushy. All women are pushy. And this is an example, and it's not necessarily true, right, in, in general, but to this man, it is true based on his experience. But because that that belief is so ingrained that women are pushy, and he truly honestly believes that, then what's going to happen? He's subconsciously going to search For experiences with women to prove himself right. So, a woman might say something, ask him a question that makes him uncomfortable, and then right away, that discomfort triggers that belief. Women are pushy. The brain is always trying to prove itself right. Your beliefs are always trying to prove themselves right. So, if you have a strong belief about something, most likely you're going to back it up with evidence. And you're subconsciously going to seek for that evidence. You're going to seek out that evidence just to prove yourself right and prove that belief true. And this is why so many people experience the same things in their dating lives and their health, you know, in their in their um, financial lives. It, the same shit happens because the beliefs are the same, and the beliefs can only attract events that match the belief system. So if you're tired of having certain experiences. You need to change the way you truly think about it. And sometimes that takes asking yourself, all right, what do I want to believe about women? You know, if you believe women are pushy because uh, so many women have asked uncomfortable questions, how do you want to feel about women? And how can you rehearse that belief and ingrain it in your mind so strong so that you're thinking about that new belief more than you're thinking about the old one? When that new belief is the dominant thought pattern then it will overcome the old belief. But it has to be dominant. And in the beginning, when you're trying to overcome an old belief, in order to make that thought dominant, you need to repeat it to yourself daily. You need to take action on things that would make it true. You need to pretty much obsess over it if you want to rewire your brain and create new habits and a new belief system that, that feels right. So there's a lot of conscious effort in the beginning of restructuring a belief system so that you get different experiences. And this is why men work with me, because it takes time to form a habit, especially emotional habits for men, because guys aren't used to looking at their emotions and understanding, why am I attracting this type of woman? I don't want to be attracting her. What do I need to do differently? And it comes with a lot of rehearsal, repetition, rethinking, reacting, and that's what I help guys do essentially. But going back into this idea, I want you to ask yourself, what beliefs do you have about yourself that aren't necessarily working for you? And you know that, but you just believe them because it's kind of like, well, I always thought this to be true. So this is my reality. So many of us do this, guys, and I did as well for a long time in my life. For instance, I thought all growing up, I'm not smart enough. I thought I'm not a runner. I thought men are assholes. And these strengths, these beliefs were so strong that my external reality always proved them right. So what does that mean? It meant that whenever I tried to run, my lungs would give up, my legs would give up. Like physically and mentally, my body would just be like, nope, this isn't happening because I believed I wasn't a runner. And if I, I believed it so much that there was no way in hell my body was going to, to, to make it happen right? Because that belief was so strong. That mental framework was so fucking strong. There's no way that my physiology would, would match with something that didn't make sense. So it never happened until I changed the mindset of I am a runner. Fuck it. You know what? I am a runner. I'm good at fitness. I can do anything else. Like I can overachieve at fitness in every other way, shape and form. Why can't I run? Why, why do I think this is true? In fact, it's not true. So how do I prove myself that I am a runner? And it actually took David Goggin's book, Can't Hurt Me, to get me to run my first mile ever. And guys, this is like two years ago. Like, and it was embarrassing because being in the fitness industry and being a personal trainer and a bikini competitor and a yoga instructor, and I was just that girl who was like the fit girl, but I couldn't run a fucking mile. And it was embarrassing. But it's not that I couldn't do it. It's that I told myself I couldn't do it. And therefore, my body listened. So every experience I had around running was failure because I repeatedly and consistently believed I'm not a runner. So until I flipped that and read David, David Goggins' book and realized, all right, this guy is literally shitting himself, pissing himself, and running like, <laughs> like 100 miles straight with broken toes and no sleep, I can run one goddamn mile. Like, fuck it. Fuck this. I I got angry at myself. Like when I read that book, I got really passionate. And I was like, if he can do that, fuck, I can do this. I can run one fucking mile. Why can't I do that? I can. And that night I literally called my friend who also couldn't run a mile. And I was like, we're doing it tonight. The mile is happening. (laughs) And we were in California at this time. I was in California. So it was like nine at night. It was pitch black. And I was like, let's go to the park. Meet me at this park. And we met and we did the first mile just like that. I did my first mile ever. But, you know, so it was interesting because, you know, you may think, well, Steph, what made you believe that? Did someone like tell you that? Did you randomly think that? No, I had an experience when I was in my developmental years as a child and it was a very emotional experience that connected with the belief system, I'm not a runner. And that experience was that my only friends as a young girl, I didn't have a lot of friends at all. I had two good friends when I was growing up in my younger years and they were both overweight and these girls couldn't run because they were overweight and one had really bad asthma and the other one was just kind of like lazy when it came to to physical stuff. And so I didn't want to run and pass my friends up or run alone because it was either, you know, the popular girls would run together and they were good runners and they would run around and do laps, but my two friends would walk. So I ended up walking with my friends to not lose my friendships that were so important to me because I only had those two friends. So see how this emotional moment, this emotional experience for me as a young kid, I need my friends. My friends are more important than running. Therefore, I'm not a runner because I want to be with my friends. So that built this belief system. And over the years, running, I just thought like, you know, I don't run the mile, I walk the mile or I jog for a little bit and then I stop because my friends can't can't keep going, they have to stop too. So this built up so far it didn't matter when I stopped being friends with those girls, when I got to my next group of friends, I still had that I already ingrained that belief I'm not a runner. So it it became so strong and then when it came to the mile, I would tell them and complain, "Oh, I don't want to run the mile. I'm not a runner. I can't fucking run for shit. I suck at running." And I would have all these ways of talking to myself that built that belief and made it stronger and stronger and stronger that it was so hard to break that, like I said, up until two years ago, I didn't break that belief until I had another huge awareness in in my life of, first of all, understanding where it came from, because I never thought about where it actually came from. And now that I saw that experience from my past, from an adult brain versus a child brain, it started to make sense. Because I I was now able to ask myself, is that really true? Like, is that true that I'm not a runner? Or is it true that I was just afraid of running because I was afraid of being abandoned or losing my friends? That's what it was about. And once I was aware of that, it was like I was able to let go of that belief. And along with David Goggins' book, I was able to instill a new belief and make it strong from the initial start. So... This is what I do with my clients too. Like I have them see past memories that built up a belief and I have them see it from a new perspective that's more mature and coming from an adult mind versus an immature child mind that's more emotionally based. When you see it as an adult, you see the logic behind it. You're more aware of it. And when you're more aware and you see how it logically makes sense to not be concerned with that past event and and you understand the emotional association, then you're able to break free from it. And it no longer controls you. It no longer controls that belief you have. So this was just like a mind blown moment for me because I was able and because I was able to shift and have the awareness and have the push from Goggins book, I was able to create and, and have the experience of running a mile with a friend of mine. I was able to create a new belief. Hey, I'm a fucking runner. And then I started running. And then, you know, last year, I ran six miles straight. And that's something I never thought I would ever do. And like, holy shit, I just never thought in my life I would ever be able to run more than a mile or even a half a mile. (laughs) So it was just wild to see, wow, I was putting a mental limitation on myself for almost 30 years. That's fucking insane. And it made me want to understand what other limits am I placing on myself and where are these limits stemming from and how can I change them? So... You know, it was the same thing with, with men or assholes. You know, I didn't treat myself the way I should have been treated. I didn't have the self-respect. I didn't have the self-confidence, the self-love. And because I didn't have that in myself, I didn't feel I deserved to be treated like that by by other people. Of course, my parents treated me with love and respect and my parents are amazing and they love me to death and I love them. But it was just different when it came to romantic attraction. So for me... You know, it was the same thing. It was like, I don't, I feel like men, I feel like the men in my life should talk to me how I talk to myself. So any guys who didn't match the way I spoke to myself, I would get like creeped out by, I would get weirded out by, I would self-sabotage and like find ways to avoid them. Any, any guys who like didn't talk how I talked, which was negative, right? Right. So I would attract assholes because I treated myself like an asshole. (laughs) So I would attract people who also treated me that way because it made sense. It wasn't healthy, but it made sense. All right, Um, another one, I'm not smart enough, right? Comes from me not believing I was smart enough. So because I had that belief that I I had a lot of social anxiety as a kid. And I realized now that as a kid, because of that anxiety, I couldn't pay attention in class. So whenever I whenever I was called on, I didn't know the answer because I was always so worried about what are the kids thinking about me and please don't call on me. Please don't call on me. And because that was the obsession in my head, I didn't, I never knew the answer because I wasn't paying attention. I was never present in class. So when I was called on and didn't know the answer and was either made fun of for it or people laughed at me or my teacher scolded me um, or I got bad grades, that was just more evidence to prove I'm not smart. I'm not smart. I'm not smart. And, you know, I had to get to a certain point where I realized where that came from and also realized that people were calling me smart all the time at one point and I had to question it. And that's when I questioned it. So see how if I didn't become aware or if I didn't change these beliefs, I would still be living as if I'm not a runner, men are assholes, and I'm not smart. And it's funny because having those beliefs for so fucking long and now believing I am a runner, I'm fucking smart as hell, and men are amazing- you know, like there took shifts, there took emotional shifts, emotional, mental, physical shifts by taking new actions to, to match my new beliefs to see that evidence, right? And a lot of conscious effort, a lot of awareness. Awareness is huge, guys, because you can't fix any problem unless you're aware of it first and what's wrong with it. You need to know like, where am I? What's, what's not working? What do I want? How do I fill that gap? So for guys, um, you know, I wanted to share personal examples because I wanted you guys to kind of look and see if you resonated with those and come up with your own of, hmm, what are my personal setbacks or limitations or beliefs I have on myself that I continuously prove right? Same thing goes for women because I've talked to multiple guys, especially recently, where, you know, for the the example I used already, women are pushy. Um, I'm not enough when it comes to my relationships. If you say something as a man, you're automatically in the wrong. These are beliefs that guys have. And due to these beliefs, their experiences with women match all of these beliefs. So they continuously, the man who feels like he's not enough, will continuously have experiences with women where it proves to him, see, I'm not enough. She did this. See, that means I'm not enough. Women are pushy. A woman asks a question about the future. See, women are pushy. This is too much. See, I proved myself right. If you say something, you're in the wrong. You know, maybe he says something to a woman and she says, um, maybe she says something like, I don't agree with you at all. And then he says, see, you're just in the wrong. And he doesn't even look at the fact that she doesn't agree. It doesn't mean he's wrong. And a person can agree with your perspective, but they, it doesn't necessarily mean they think you're wrong. They just don't agree with your perspective. You're not right. According to their perspective, it doesn't mean you're just wrong in general. So, see how we find a way to twist even we make assumptions and we try to twist what we hear just so that it fits into our belief because we want to make sense of that belief and subconsciously we want to make it stronger because we want to prove ourselves right. So, I hope this <laughs> I hope this makes sense and it's not just coming out too hard too much, but um but your beliefs are just so so impactful and awareness, like I said awareness is key. So the first step is always What am I believing? Like, what are my experience? It's easier to do it this way. First, what are my experiences? What do I keep experiencing in an area where I'm struggling? And due to those consistent experiences where I'm struggling, is there a belief attached to that that I personally have? And is that belief necessarily true? Or is that just something I created? A good way to know if it's true or not is to ask yourself, do I think every single man deals with this? Does every single man I know or every single man in the world, does he feel this way? Or is there potentially a guy out there who doesn't? <laughs> that's how you know if it's actually true or not. Most of the time, it's not fucking true. A lot of you guys just like to assume it's true because you want to you keep your belief. As much as it sucks and as painful as it is, you still want to keep it because it's comfortable and it's what you're used to and it connects with your identity. And that's what makes, that's what makes it so hard To do this by yourself without a therapist, without a coach, without someone in your corner holding you accountable to this change, because you subconsciously do not wanna let go of your beliefs because they are part of who you are. And if you lose these beliefs, you lose part of your identity. And that's scary as fuck sometimes to lose part of who you are because you gotta replace it with something. And if you don't know what to replace it with, you feel like a lost fucking puppy, (laughs) right? Because you're like, shit, well, I've been doing this for so long, I've been believing this for so long. What can I even do to possibly replace it with something else? What would that thing be? I don't have any idea. And that's why guys come to me and work with me because it's like, I don't, they tell me I don't want to be here and I don't want to think this way, but I keep doing it and I don't know how to stop and I don't know what to replace it with. Please help. Those are the guys I work with. And the guys that are ambitious enough to put the time in their calendar to make it work and make it happen and aren't afraid of feeling uncomfortable, and aren't afraid of letting their ego get in the way, they don't let their ego get in the way. They just say, hey, like, I fucking tried this myself. It's not working. You know, I'm not focused on it. I'm not holding myself accountable to it. So I want some help here so that I can move on with my life and be the man I want to be. So if that's you, reach out to me. You can either find me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski, or you can send me an email and say, hey, Steph, You know, I thought about what you said. I'm the type of guy. I want to work with you. I'm ready to make changes in my life. Seriously. But that is it for today's podcast, guys. I hope this helped you. I hope the specific examples helped you maybe bring about some examples of your own. And just keep the mind going so that you can think throughout the day. For the rest of the day, I want you to just be aware of like your beliefs or throughout the day. And see if you can catch any that you're not so happy with and that relate to huge experiences you are not happy with in your life because those are the ones that need to change. And it's time. It's time to do it. It's time to flip them. It's time to change them so that you can experience the life that you want to. So have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you soon.